Coach Shook Jordan at Auburn University asked his former linebacker, Mike Collin, who was then playing for the Miami Dolphins, if he would help his alma mater do some recruiting. Mike said, sure, coach. What kind of a player are you looking for? The coach said, there's a fellow. You knock him down, he gets up. Knock him down, he gets up. Knock him down, and he gets up. You knock him down again, and he gets right back up. Mike said, that's the guy we want, isn't it, coach? The coach answered, no, Mike, we don't want him. I want you to find the guy who's knocking everybody down. That's the guy we want. And that's the guy we want to be seen with, want to invite to our dinners and social gatherings, because deeply, it is the kind of people we want to be. We don't want to be seen with the guys who are always being knocked down, the poor, crippled, the lame, or the blind. But these are the very people that in our readings today, we are encouraged to associate with. Last Sunday's gospel reading mentioned that to enter the narrow door of God's kingdom, we must be humble. Today's readings continue this theme of humility. They present humility not only as a virtue, but also as a means of opening our hearts, minds, and hands to the poor, the needy, the disadvantaged, and the marginalized people in our society. A personal responsibility that call, God calls upon each and every one of us. According to the first reading, the greater you are, the more you should behave humbly, and then you will find favor with the Lord. Today's gospel teaches us that we must act with humility and see ourselves as servants of the community. Jesus says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and anyone that humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is best defined as truth. He who is humble always speaks the truth. St. Paul tells us, speak always the truth and speak the truth with love. The first reading taken from the book of Sirach reminds us that if we are humble, we will find favor with God and others will love us. The reading gives us the key to a successful relationship with God and of course, with each other. Humble, humble yourself and you will find favor with the Lord. Humility was a distinctive mark of the life and ministry of Christ our Lord. So it must also be for us. In Sirach 3.28, it tells us that pride is a disease. The affliction of the proud has no healing for a plant of wickedness has taken root in them. This is telling us that pride is the worst of all vices because of its destructive tendency. Pride is the opposite of humility. Pride is nothing but a lie. Pride makes a person self-centered and never thinking of others. The proud person boasts of their achievements, status, and talents. And they usually see themselves as more important than others. To an extreme, the proud person does not know or see their own limitations and think they can do everything. 
they equate themselves to God. And we see this with our first parents, Adam and Eve. They were tempted to take the fruit of the tree and eat it so they could be like God. Proverbs tells us, Pride goes before one's downfall, and it certainly preceded the great fall of Adam and Eve. When pride had closed the gates of paradise for mankind, humility became the key that would open the gates. In Philippians chapter 2, it tells us that for the Son of God to leave his glory and become man to save us, he had to humble himself. This gives us hope. Hope the disease of pride that can be, can be cured through the imitation of Christ's humility. So it's by humility that God would accept believers into paradise. The second reading reminds us that our destination is Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem in the city of the living God. In this city, only the humble, like the angels and saints, can dwell there. The proud cannot, because a proud heart cannot worship the Lord. In this city, everyone is a, is a firstborn and a true citizen. Therefore, as citizens, we must clothe ourselves in humility, humility, just like Christ, our mediator. Paul also seems to imply that we are in need to follow Christ's example of humility in our relationships with the less fortunate members of our society. In today's gospel, Jesus teaches the importance of humility and simplicity in our Christian journey. So why does a leading Pharisee invite Jesus to dinner? So he can keep a close eye on Jesus. He wants to witness him making mistakes. But Jesus isn't afraid. He wants everyone to discover the love and mercy of God, even the rich and the powerful. The Pharisees have strict rules about what people can and can't do. They have a strong sense of honor and shame. They're always seeking public honor, and they work hard to avoid shame. To them, pride is everything. So it's not surprising that when the banquet starts, Jesus notices the guests scrambling for the best seats at the table, close to the most important people. Jesus isn't particularly interested in the meal. He's more interested in the guests. So he says to them that when you grab a seat that's not yours, you risk being embarrassed if the host asks you to move. It's better, he says, to wait until you are asked to sit down because then you might be offered a good seat. The Pharisees feel offended, but Jesus goes on to say something more. Anyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exhausted. He said something similar in last week's gospel. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. This isn't the way the Pharisees thought back then, and it's not the way people tend to think today. Most people want to be at the top of the ladder and not at the bottom. They don't like putting themselves last, either for God or for their neighbor. We can learn a lot from the Blessed Virgin Mary. Her humility was so remarkable that God exalted her to be the mother of his son. Mary attested this through her Magnificat. My soul glorifies the Lord, 
for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has lifted up the humble. This gives us no reason to wonder why Christ was humble. He had humble parents and learnt humility from them. In order for us to become more humble, we must emulate the humility of Christ and Mary in order to be more like them. There's nothing to lose by being humble. Proverbs tells us that the result of humility and fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. On the contrary, pride results in defeat and shame. Any spiritual life that is not based on humility will definitely be an empty one. This is because such a person will only work for himself and without regard for others. The church teaches us through the catechism that humility is the foundation of prayer. Only a humble heart can come and prostrate before God in a prayer. A humble person is always ready to ask for guidance from God and from others. He is also ready to listen and learn from others. So it takes humility to say please and to ask for forgiveness. We need to practice humility in our personal and social life. Humility is based on the awareness that everything I have is a gift from God and therefore I have no reason to elevate myself above others. On the contrary, I must use these God-given gifts to help others. True humility requires us neither to overestimate nor to underestimate our worth. We must admit the truths that we are sinners, that we, don't, we do not know everything, and that we do not always act properly. Nevertheless, we must also recognize that we are made in the image and likeness of God, and that we are called to help build his kingdom with the very gifts we have received. We are of value, not because of those gifts, but because we are loved by God as his children, redeemed by the precious blood of his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is also inviting us to change our is to change our behavior in such a way that we connect with and serve the homeless, the handicapped, the elderly, and the impoverished, the street people of the world. And we do this with an agape love. Throughout scripture, there are many blessings that God has for the humble. And here's a few. From Job, God will save the humble person, Proverbs, before honor, is humility. In Psalms, Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. The humble have no problem recognizing their dependence on God and others. They acknowledge their own shortcomings and forgive the shortfall of others. Because they are not arrogant and prideful, the humble can rub elbows with the lowest of lows and the highest of highs and be grateful for the good company of both. I'll end with these words from St. Peter. And all of you, clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. For God opposes the proud, but bestows favor on the humble. <laughs>